0: Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome. We're glad you're here at the Empty Chair Gathering. We also want to welcome our Modesto Campus and all the folks that have joined there tonight for the Empty Chair Gathering, as well as those of you that are joining us online. This gathering was birthed out of an idea that we thought, you know, there are a lot of folks that are addressing something pretty serious in life when it comes to the holidays. For most people, the holidays are a time of excitement and and joy. But for a lot of people it can be a dark time a difficult struggle and what can be very beneficial is for us to address uh what's really happening in people's lives and talk about it and so we thought you know what what do we have in common and what we have in common is there's going to be an empty chair around the holiday table this year and we acknowledge that and we want to serve you and we want to help you regardless of how long it's been um grief has no timeline, and so we're just grateful that you chose to join us this evening for this time of remembering so let's begin with a word of prayer Heavenly Father we come together tonight uh, it unified in our hearts and in our minds multiple sites with many people with various stories but we all have one thing in common and that God is that we are saddened by the loss that we've experienced whether it was this year, recent days, or it was past years and many years ago, there's an empty chair at our table. And so we ask for the comfort and the counsel and the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit to minister to us. We pray, God, that you would help us in that that ever-present help in time of trouble. And so tonight, God, minister to our spirits, we pray, as we remember with fondness those that have departed us far too early. We ask, God, for your blessing tonight upon everyone that's joining us, whether they're here in Lathrop or in Modesto or online. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray, amen and amen. The way I'd like to do the gathering tonight is we're going to uh, intersperse some classic worship songs, some traditional hymns that bring comfort oftentimes in in times of of grief and loss. And so tonight, um, Pastor Trinity's going to stay on the stage with me and be playing throughout the entire gathering. And when she begins to sing, you can posture yourself however you'd like to. My hope is that you'll join us in worshiping, in singing these great songs of faith. And they would be an encouragement to your heart and to your soul, so you're welcome to stand or you're welcome to sit, whatever makes you the most comfortable. But we want you to worship tonight, worship through the pain, our great and mighty God, because. It is amazing grace that he offers us.
1: was grace that took
0: Bible. For those of you that have attended an empty chair gathering in the past, perhaps you remember, but this story just shakes me. In 1 Samuel chapter uh, chapter 18, there's a story where um, in chapter 20, verse number 18, where Saul, he's the king of Judah. He invites David, who's a young man, to a banquet. But he invites him for the reason that he's trying to set him up. He's, he's trying to trap him. Ultimately, he wants to have him killed. So David decides, I'm not going. And David's best friend, Jonathan, this is the son of King Saul. David's best friend, Jonathan, conspires to protect David. And in doing so, Jonathan knows they may never see each other again. And here's what, here's what Jonathan says to David in verse number 18. And Jonathan said to David, tomorrow is the new moon feast. You will be missed because your seat will be empty. In other words, there's going to be an empty chair. Christmas time is a great magnifier, isn't it? It's a time where it magnifies the good and it can magnify the painful in our lives. The thing that everybody has in common at this gathering tonight is there's going to be at least one empty chair at your, at your table this year. For many, it's gonna be a, a, a stark reminder of the pain. Others are gonna look at the empty chair. It's a figurative chair, but look at the empty chair, and it's gonna bring up all kinds of cherished memories it kind of depends on where you're at in in the process. One of the things that the Lord um, uses in my ministry is is a little teaching that I like to do to remind people about grief and and where we're at in the journey and 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 and. It all starts with, with denial. Then there's anger. Then there's what we call bargaining. Then of course, there's depression. Then there's acceptance. So- sociologists and psychologists and psychiatrists and counselors and therapists in the secular world will tell you that this is, this is the grief process. And there's a lot of different layers to this, but this is the grief process that we all have to go through this. But we as Christ followers, we, we believe that there's one more step, and, and that is and that is healing. Here's the thing that Christians and secular counselors and therapists agree on is that it's impossible not to go through the process nobody absolutely nobody skips the process and so when somebody passes away and and you're stuck with an empty chair the first thing we do is we just know it can't be and then we get angry and i want you to know that being angry is okay be angry and said not but being angry is okay We get angry at ourselves. We get angry at God. We get angry at other people. It's not okay to get stuck there, though. The bargaining stage kicks in, and that's the if-thens, or the what-ifs, if-onlys. If If only I would've. I shouldn't have let them. It's, It's the bargaining. And then comes the depression. I'm not talking clinical depression, I'm talking extreme sadness. The Bible calls this lamenting. There's a whole book in the Bible called Lamentations, and it's about lamenting. It's about about sadness. God, God gave us the ability to feel sad, but we don't like it. But it's okay unless you get stuck there. Then comes acceptance, and acceptance isn't like, well, whatever. It's not a I'm choosing to stick my head in the sand and ignore this great loss, but acceptance is like, <sighs> I can move forward as difficult as it is. I acknowledge the fact that God still has a plan for my life, that, that I will be reunited one day. And we believe that healing is the final step in this grief process. And healing isn't a place where you feel great about the loss. Healing is a place where you see God as you reflect back in the loss. Here's, here's the thing is you, you have to go through each step from denial to anger to bargain to depression to acceptance eventually to healing. But but the reality is you can be in denial, then be in anger, and then this can't be happening. I'm sorry, you can't I'm so mad. This can't be happening. I'm so mad I should have. Why didn't I do this? I'm so kicked off. Why why this why is this happening? And all of this can happen in the course of a five-minute period or a five-day period or a five-month period. And then I'm so sad. And then I just go right back to anger again. And I'm so sad and I'm angry. I'm sad and I'm angry. I'm sad and I'm angry. And I don't know what to be angry at. So I take out on those that are safest to be angry to. And that's my family and my friends. And if we don't recognize where we're at in the grief process, it can be destructive. But when we know where we're at, And when the people that we love know where we're at, because we're honest enough to say, I'm just angry, or I'm so sad, or I'm so confused. I can't even believe that this chair is gonna be empty this year. When we're courageous enough to to talk about it. It helps us move through the process but I don't want you to ever feel like you need to rush through the process. You know, they they tell us that it takes the normal, whatever normal is, about two years to go through the process. And some people have been in the process for 20. And some people, maybe they get through the process a little early and they find themselves feeling like they're experiencing healing, but then a wave hits them, a crashing wave of grief and you're sucker punched and you're like, it's been five years. I thought I would work through this, but it's hitting me hard. Just accept, address, talk to God, lean on your family, lean into your church family. This, this thing is probably the hardest thing that you're gonna go through, this whole this whole grief process in life, saying goodbye to somebody, For those of you that are hurting now i want to remind you that the lord is with you and i'd like you to take a little bit of comfort and um in in his word um the bible says in first corinthians chapter 1 verses 3 and 4 praise be to the god and father of our lord jesus christ the father of compassion and the god of all comfort who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Um, God didn't cause your suffering, but he's going to use it. Because what you're experiencing now, the thing that we all have in common in this gathering in multiple locations, is the same thing. We're on the journey. And we can comfort one another in this journey together. Strength comes from that, but weakness and torment and suffering comes from isolation. That's where the enemy wants you. I'm so glad that you're here tonight. In this scripture, we see the word comfort several times. The word comfort, in its original language, is the word parakletos, and parakletos para means alongside, and and clito it's called to. In other words. The God of all comfort, paracletos, it means he comes alongside you because he is called to minister to you in your times of trouble. He is, he is right there. Our God comes alongside us to comfort us in times of loss. What does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? It means that he is here right Right now. he lives we can face have different types of loss that we've experienced some have experienced loss of someone who achieved their elderly years still far too early some experience loss due to horrific accidents some experience loss due to terrible disease and some experience loss through self-inflicted wounds no matter what loss you've experienced, we understand that sitting at your table this year is an empty chair. And I'm hoping that you will be impacted by the memories of the presence of those who have sat with you in the past, people whom you've shared meals with, people who prepared meals for you, And now you're preparing those meals for yourself. People who brought us so much laughter. And even though the the chair is empty, we can often feel as though they're still sitting with us, like their presence is still being felt. And so tonight what I'd like to do is, at the end of this gathering, is I'm gonna light a few candles in memory of those that we have said goodbye to. I would like us to light these candles for for three for three reasons this evening and the first reason is is what i'm putting up on this little sign here is is because of our grief and our loss that we are um enduring that we uh, are are experiencing and are going through the empty chair is is a metaphor uh for loss it is a symbol of of grief we miss them and missing somebody is very very healthy we want to acknowledge that that's why we're gathered here today is is to acknowledge that someone said troy what's the difference between your church and and another church and i'm the first thing that comes to my mind every time is we'll always address the elephant in the room right we'll always talk about that which is difficult to talk about in other words we can't shy away from difficult conversations and when you've lost someone when you've lost someone to death doesn't it seem like there's all of a sudden a lot of awkward moments in your life moments where people like I I don't know what to say I I don't know what to do so we shy away as if we're pretending that it wasn't there and people mean really really well but we we acknowledge your pain we acknowledge your, your grief and your loss this Christmas season we're also gonna light a candle because of the, the memories and the, the feelings that we, that we have. What am I talking about? The empty chair is a place that we go to remember, it's a place that we go to process. Process is a big part of life. You, 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 it's okay to reflect, it's okay to remember. And it's very important to process those memories. There's something that I've talked about before, but I think it's still very fascinating. And depending on where you're at this year compared to last year, or where you're at in your grief process and your journey, maybe this will help. It's called the Gestalt, gestalt therapy. It's a it's a, a therapist might be dealing with a patient that are having a difficult time maybe getting their emotions out. You might have discovered this with Pastor Keeley in counseling if you've been with her at all. Uh, she uses the Gestalt uh, therapy system sometimes. But if people are having a difficult time letting their emotions out their feelings out and processing it sometimes what what we'll do is we'll put um an empty chair before the counselee and the counselor tells them imagine the person that's sitting in that empty chair the person that's gone is sitting right there in front of you right now and then they're told to say all the things to the empty chair that they did not get to say face to face And guys because we're addressing the elephant in the room they're not all nice things it can be repressed anger why did you do that it can be hidden disappointments you should have still been here it can be unspoken words of love i never told you enough the empty chair it really isn't empty at all it's full of it's full of memories it's it's full of feelings it's good to process those feelings and they existed between two people more importantly the empty chair allows us to resolve conflicts that are within us it allows us to 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 deal with emotions and get resolutions t- that's impossible. How am I supposed to get resolution when they're no longer here? Is it not disrespectful? Is it not rude? And my answer to you is just to be honest with your feelings. It's the only way you're going to get through them. It's the only way you're going to move forward. The third, the third candle we're going to light tonight is, is kind of in my favorite one it's in honor of 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 hope and and faith we're christ followers we're christians but before before christians uh were born there was uh the the jewish faith and you read a lot about the israelites in the old testament and the jewish faith um in fact we study a lot of the old testament prophets were all jewish Uh, one of them was elijah elijah precursor of jesus and elijah um was very much honored in the Jewish. In fact, if you go to Jewish um, synagogues today, you'll see an empty chair. And it's usually put in a prominent position in a Jewish synagogue, and that empty chair usually has one thing in it, and that is the Torah. The Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. They very highly value the law. That's what the law is, the law of Moses. The torah it's also called the pentateuch they have that book sitting there but the empty chair is is referred to as the chair of elijah because you might remember elijah never actually died he was taken up by a, a chariots and horses of fire a whirlwind up and up to heaven to be with god and so there's this honor to elijah and the the what's really in the chair though is the memory of elijah but what really sits in the chair is the torah is the word of God. The empty chair is filled with the word of God because it brings life. Now, obviously, we're not not Jewish people, but I bring this up because it's a beautiful picture of the empty chair at your table this year. Much like the empty chair of Elijah that's found in the Jewish synagogues, the empty chair is not empty after all. This is the pat answer to your pain but it's but it's real your empty chair possesses the living word of god the incarnate word of god the bible says in in john chapter one verse verse number one in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god jesus jesus was and he is and he will always be the living word of God. He is the one who fills your empty chair with, with hope and with, with faith. Jesus is called to comfort you. He's called to encourage you through your pain and through your loss. You have never been, you are not now, and you never will be alone. And that should bring you hope and, and faith. The empty chair, three candles that we're gonna light in honor of those of you that are dealing with extreme grief and loss, sincere sadness, denial, anger, just level bargaining, depression. We're gonna light another candle in honor of, of your memories and your feelings good we're not so good but we remember and we process those feelings and we're going to laugh a lot we're going to tell stories we're even going to poke fun at those people that were there do you remember how they used to and that will make us smile and then it might strike a chord that's very very healthy and then we're going to light a light a candle in in honor of hope and faith that really is what fills our chair when we get to that healing part it's, it's hope and it's faith. So I'm, when I light these candles on your behalf tonight, I might be lighting it to help you get through your grief and your loss. Might be lighting it as you reflect on your memories and your feelings. Might be lighting it as you smile and you look at the empty chair because you're experiencing hope and faith this year. And it feels a little bit better a little bit more full and here's what i can promise you is it will it will get better time does not heal all wounds jesus does and with him it will get better or we might be lighting these candles for all three of these for you because at the same time you're feeling grief and loss, you're experiencing memories and feelings, and, and you, you're you going through some hope and faith, and it's all overlapping and overarching. No matter where you're at in your journey, I pray that this, this candle lighting ceremony that we're gonna do, that you'll be witnessing on the screen, but you'll be participating with us live, will help you as you grieve, will help you as, as you remember, and will help you as you experience hope. So here's what we're gonna do at both campuses tonight. For those of you that were able to register in advance, uh, we went ahead and honored your requests and we have a poinsettia that's at the front with your family's name acknowledging it on it. And if you weren't able to register, we want you to participate in this ceremony with us anyway. It's okay. But when pastor trinity begins to sing a song that i think is extremely powerful and very relevant great is thy faithfulness and when she begins to sing that song i'm going to step to the candles and i'm going to light these candles on your behalf and i'd like you to come and stand at the altar i'd like you to stand near your family's uh poinsettia if you would please i'd like you to stand there asking god to bring comfort to your grief and loss to bring a smile to your face as you experience those feelings and those memories, and to give you peace that passes understanding as you embrace hope and faith with God tonight, because He and He alone can help you in the darkest of valleys. He and he alone is the one that will see you through the most difficult of days. He and he alone is the author and the finisher of your faith and he will see you through because great is thy faithfulness. Would you come please? Our uh-huh. Experience loss. A Jennifer, Brenda, and Jesse. My elementary school class only had 24 kids in it, but three of them died. We went to the door of my uncle's house to take him a birthday cake he didn't answer the door we went on to my grandfather's house and told him so they tried calling him and he didn't answer so finally somebody went over to find him it was 30 miles or so away and discovered that he had committed suicide and we were standing at the door my wife and I lost a child We've had family members commit suicide. We've had people die knowing Christ. We've had people die not knowing Jesus. I don't know what I would do without the Lord. This isn't isn't just a, a pastoral conversation. I may not know the exact steps that you're in, but I understand how hard it is. And we will be with you as much as you'll let us be with you in your journey. I hope this has brought a little bit of strength in acknowledging your pain. I recognize that next year would be a little different for me as my dad is in stage four cancer this year. Just pray with me that he'll come to know the Lord because the Lord and eternal life. That's what is that's what we're here for. This is good news we have. And in the midst of your grief, that is, if I may, that is the peace that passes all understanding. People don't get it. That is joy, unspeakable. It's what? I don't even have the words to explain how i can stand at the graveside of a loved one with tears streaming down my face and experience peace and joy that's god and that's what he wants for you desperately he is here father thank you for this time that we can hold each other up and we can support one another we can remember, we can grieve, we can experience loss, and we can talk about our memories and our feelings, and we can have hope, and we can have faith. Thank you, God, that you are with us, and you promise to never, ever depart from us, never to leave us. We'll never be orphaned. We'll never be alone. For that we say, thank you, thank you. May we not succumb To the desperation the temptation to give up but may we grip the plow and catch the wind and stay grafted to the vine that brings us life and life more abundantly thank you jesus we acknowledge your love and your presence this year as we face an empty chair we pray this in the powerful holy awesome incredible name of jesus christ and everybody said amen and amen and amen if you haven't already taken your poinsettia please take that with you tonight we hope that will be a memory that you can put under your tree or on your table somewhere in your home may the lord bless you may he keep you may he make his face to shine upon you may he lift up his countenance upon you may he give you rest and may he give you peace god bless you friends Good night.